Game 2, August 1st, 2005, Monday night, Bush Stadium, St. Louis, Missouri. With the magical snake-like silver arch gleaming and disappearing over the skyline, the red horde of Cardinal fans trooped to the Church of Baseball, Bush Stadium, 43,000 strong, to watch their beloved Redbirds take on Florida. They were gathering hours before game time, families with each members sporting a jersey saying Pujols, Edmonds, or even McGee. One young child admitted that he didn't really like the Cardinals. His mom put her shh fingers to her lips to quiet the blasphemy. So what chance did the Marlins, two and a half games back in the National League wildcard race, have swimming in the Red Sea here in St. Louis where the cards were nine and a half games up in the Central Division? Perhaps Moses their ancient manager, McKeon, could part the Red Sea and let in enough runs to win. Valdez, a veteran righty just off a year-long stint on the disabled list, was opposing the Cardinals' marquee, the NL's best-hitting pitcher. With two outs in the bottom of the first, this quiet game suddenly was hit with a Pujols lightning bolt into the left-field stands. The young superstar uncoiled and ripped the ball into the seats in a nanosecond for a one nothing Cardinal lead. With the grit of a team that two years before were underdog world champs, Mike Lowell, the five o'clock shadowed third baseman who was having a really tough year, hit a less authoritative but double the value home run into the very same left field seats for a 2-1 to Florida lead. Hitters usually out two pitches in these hot August days, and in the bottom of the second, J-Rod, one month into his major league career, John Rodriguez, Mahoney, the very weak-hitting backup catcher, and Marquis himself, providing an RBI double over right fielder Encarnacion's head, tied things up. Marquis pitched out of trouble in the top of the third, and then the classic left-handed sweet-swinging Edmonds and Rodriguez hit back-to-back doubles after Pujols was walked on four pitches to give St. Louis a 4-2 lead. Marquis retired nine straight batters, and Valdez held down the cards, despite Edmund's second double in the fifth, stroked effortlessly to the opposite field. But in the sixth, Marquis lost it. After giving up three straight singles, Lowell lifted a very high fly to medium center field. Edmonds pretended it was deeper than it really was, and then ran in on the ball ferociously and hurled a pee to home plate. Unfortunately, the ball sailed a little too high for Mahoney, and Cabrera swiped the plate with his hand as he slid under him. Gonzalez was hit by a pitch to load the bases again for pinch hitter deluxe Lenny Harris, the leading pinch hitter in terms of hits in the history of baseball. An elderly, portly gentleman with a history of biblical proportions Harris was not taken seriously enough by manager Larusa. He didn't even have anyone up in the bullpen when Harris took a 3-1 fastball and lined it over to Gucci's head in right field to clear the bases. Harris barely chugged into second while Taguchi and Grudzelanek bobbled the ball one after the other, and Florida led 6-4. The Red Church was stunned to silence. 
Meanwhile, the Cards bats were not as active against the Florida bullpen. Veterans Messier Vallone, a lefty acquired from Seattle the day before, and Alfonseca, a little rusty after a DL stint, held St. Louis to one run in the next three innings. Other than Taguchi, Walker's replacement in right field, no one was hitting the ball squarely. Injuries had robbed the Cards of some big bats. Little Eckstein was in a terrible slump and killed rallies all night with grounders to third. In the eighth, the Florida experience showed itself. Maybury's sacrifice fly to left scored Grudzelanek, but instead of making a heroic attempt to throw home, Cabrera hit the cutoff man perfectly, and a dazed Taguchi was doubled up after a tense rundown. Florida had the experience and will to defeat St. Louis in their home park. Not many teams could have pulled it off. Manager McKeon took left-hander Vallone aside as he entered the dugout and asked him to get one more out for him. Vallone nodded and went on to strike out Rodriguez and then exit without a whimper. Players love knowing what their managers want from them, and McKeon is great at getting production from his bit players like Harris, Easley, Maceer, and Vallone. They feel respected and useful and do a great job for the Marlins. The ninth inning featured a brilliant 5-3-5 double play pulled off by Nunez and Pujols after Nunez dove to his left to rob Gonzalez of a hit. Down one run in the bottom of the inning, the Cardinal faithful tried to inspire their charges, but old reliable Todd Jones, the Florida closer, had good stuff and pinpoint control, finally striking out Nunez to end it with the heroic Pujols waiting in the on-deck circle with lightning that never got a chance to strike. Both these organizations are top-notch. The managers are excellent and love their players. The young minor league backups show up in the majors with savvy and good habits and skills, and the loyal Cardinal fans took the loss maturely, quietly, with a positive spirit ready to roll out the red carpet again the next night with hopefully a different result. Postscript. Cardinals made the playoff easily. The Marlins faded badly in the last month and might have to retool their team with a new manager as McKeon is getting a little old. Next week, in Game 3 of the baseball trip, Art and crew travel north to Chi-Town, where they witness the championship Chicago White Sox hosting the Toronto Blue Jays at Cellular Field in Chicago. Subscribe to The Baseball Trip at the iTunes Music Store or at artlandy.com. That's L-A-N-D-E. Where you can also join Art's email list, alerting you to Art's upcoming music performances. On deck in The Baseball Trip, Game 4, Detroit Tigers hosting the Seattle Mariners. Thanks for listening. Tell all your friends about the baseball trip at the iTunes Music Store.